Hi, everybody, and Hello. welcome to Therefore a Geek, episode 138. I'm Andrew. I'm Oscar Gold. Yeah, that's a load of shit. And we're joined by Jeff. Hi. <laughs> Yeah. So if you haven't figured Hopefully out from... this this time I'm tired though, so I probably won't be yelling as much as I was the last one. Well that's disappointing. Oh <laughs> I know. We had we were totally ready for the Jeff yell. Yeah, we're we're gonna take uh, a minute. Oh no, you're gonna you're definitely gonna get it when we start getting towards uh some of these movies that were nominated. <laughs> yeah, so we're we're actually gonna take a break. Jeff's gonna go take a hit of Coke and then we'll come back. <laughs> now so today we are gonna be talking about the twenty eighteen Oscar nominations. Yeah, this yeah. will this will be interesting. I haven't seen shit this year, and so Dude and Jeff uh, have seen yeah, the, the majority of things. So we'll we'll see how this goes. Seen all the things, things and stuff, I've and just, I've seen I've seen a, a, a good number of them. Yeah. Uh, so I, I don't I don't know where to start with it, but I think that it's a, a good place to start is to basically say it is pretty well known that the Oscars is bullshit, right? Right. We're yeah. we're going into that knowing this. So yeah. we're going to have fun with the movies we saw and then make fun of this super right. hard. But before we do that, I do want to talk about the Cranberries girl. Yes. Passing away. Yeah. So, Andrew, you're a big fan of the Cranberries. I think you, did you did you not see a concert of theirs some years ago? No, I missed a concert of theirs when uh, oh, okay. we, we were in Copenhagen with uh, in school. And uh, I didn't realize they were actually putting on a free concert in, in like the like the downtown area. And I missed it. I was disappointed. No, it's, <laughs> it's unfortunate. I mean, they're... I mean, really interesting Irish political band. Yeah. And no, she was no. like one of the only Irish singers I've ever heard that actually can sing in an Irish accent. Right. I mean, <laughs> the, the only other yeah, like Irish, like Irish. Irish band I can think of, like of that, of that kind of era and, and type is U2. And, you know, I mean, Bono's just turned into a douche. So right. I, I was never a huge fan of U2. And then I, I officially hated them when iTunes put their free album in my iTunes library without without my consent that was that that drove me crazy because for the first two seconds i thought i was hacked because right. who the fuck would put download the u2 album and then i realized the only way they're gonna get people to get the new u2 album this was like i don't know three four years ago is to forcibly put it in your itunes account i mean i Just like old it. i like old u2 but it's gone significantly uh, uh, downhill from there yeah old u2 was pretty great uh but then bono uh decided he really wanted to sleep with uh, the earth <laughs> it got weird it did it did get weird what's interesting about the cranberries is i i think of myself as a fan because throughout the 90s they had a series of really big hits but i never bought like an album and we were talking about this before offline we're struggling to figure out how to pronounce the woman's name i think it's dolores o'roridan and she passed away last week and i think you know i think the consensus here is that we're all kind of sad that she 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 died we i don't remember uh exactly what the cause of death was it, it it's it's kind of sudden and, and it's it, they, i don't think they've said what cause of death was she's only 46 though yeah right. she was, was really young so it was a terribly tragic um but again just i have i have fond memories of uh a couple of those songs such oh, as yeah. um salvation i think there was another one called free to decide uh there's one that would always appear in movies in the 90s i can't remember the name of it, it was in like that Wong Kar Wai movie called Chungking Express what the hell was the name of that song but they were like in the 90s they were everywhere and i always enjoyed the songs when they came on the radio Absolutely. but i was never one to, to go buy the album I just oh the cranberries on. I'll listen to this. Yeah, yeah. My my uh, they're my mom's favorite band. And, really? Uh, yeah. So listening to we I listened to them a lot when we were growing up. My personal favorite song from them is "Linger," but that's mm. most mostly because that was like playing in the house when. I was a kid. Like years ago, sure. when I was, I always like zombie. Zombies yeah, I, um, in in Texas Thomas is a big one. You know, well, the thing was zombie in Texas. A local band covered it and got radio play, and then it just got so overplayed. I can't listen to it anymore. No. Well, that'll happen. Yeah, that's unfortunate. Yeah, like the Dallas Fort Worth area. I can't remember what it, who who they were. They were awful. <laughs> nice. Oh yeah. my god! It's one. Of, we had a local band in Virginia. I called. What was it called? Buffalo. I think was their name. And they had a, a song when I was living out there that was on the alternate radio station uh, last, all the time. Last Bison. Last Bison. Thank you. Do you remember them? And yeah. They had a song they've, on the, they've changed their name the since then, but yeah, I know. I can't think of what it is. Buffalo. No. <laughs> it's it's still something with Damn bison. It. I can't remember what it is though. Is it the 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 multiplying bison? Because they. I heard the bison 
should have made a comeback. So I don't know why you want to call yourself the last place. And they're doing they're good. delicious, is what they are. They are good. Buffalo <laughs> burgers are freaking awesome. That's how you save animal populations. You turn them into fucking cheeseburgers. Sure. I mean, look how many, yeah, look how many fucking cows there are. There are so many cows. They're endangering our in, the environment. So eat more cheeseburger cows. I'm okay. trying. God damn it. <laughs> If I eat any more, I'm gonna have to buy more pants in a bigger oh. size. I just recently bought pants for the first time in many years. You got four new pairs of pants. Can I say, I find it disconcerting that as an adult, when I go to buy pants for myself, within like two weeks, they don't fit anymore. But when my mom buys pants for me, they fit for years. Crazy how that works, right? Yeah. You have to like try them on in the store, like, all right, these kind of fit. You take them home, yeah. you put them on again, you're like, fuck, no. No, yeah. no, these don't work anymore. God yeah, damn it. Then, then my mom bought me two pairs of pants for Christmas, and I put them on, and they're just perfect. <laughs> for years. Yeah, for like, they will just last forever. Oh, yeah, they're good. You don't want to get, you don't want to part with them, even if they start to, like, get holes in them. You're like, no, these are comfy pants. Yeah. <laughs> the holes give them character. Yeah. My I've girlfriend's gone... like, no, we have to get you pants. I've gone back to buying, like, sh shitty jeans, because they end up lasting as long as the good ones, mm -hmm. and they cost a lot less. Well, you know, that's the whole thing about denim. Like, a good pair of denim jeans is ones that you could, like, hit with a missile and they'll be fine. Yeah, but, yeah, like... they kind of survive nuclear explosions like cockroaches. Yeah. Cockroaches <laughs> sharing denim. Yeah, but, like, I, you know, I buy a pair of Levi's for, you know, 50, 60 bucks. They last me, like, six months or something, or I rip out one of the fucking belt loops on them. I bought a pair of Wranglers that lasted me for, like, two years before I just wore holes in them. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Brett Favre approved. And if right I hadn't, if it hadn't been wearing holes in the crotch, <laughs> I'd have kept wearing them. But that's, you know, kind of frowned upon. No, work. I was gonna replace the whale in my dreams. I was gonna say, even if there was a hole in the crotch, I'd probably still wear them. Yeah, I can't <laughs> wear them to work though. Dude, I wear a John Benet Ramsey shirt to work. <laughs> Did you make that yourself? No, uh, that was that was uh, a, a a comedian from Virginia by the name of Michael Ridley. I'm just he, well, made the, he made those. I'm just yeah, really curious how many how many people listening to this actually get that reference. Oh god. Oh yeah, I, my boss told me I'm not allowed to wear it to work anymore. <laughs> you wanted something like really kind of messed up? As I was talking to my brother recently, and he's uh, an MP in the army, and he can mm. he actually has access to like crime scene photos to a number of famous cases, mm. and he was like, oh. Yeah, I saw the John Benet Ramsey crime scene photos. I saw the Kate, Casey Anthony crime scene photos. Saw he's like going down all these like famous cases, and I'm like, so what was it like? He's like, they're all horrific. Yeah. Like, oh my god. Yeah. They're horrifying. Stop making jokes. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So speaking of jokes, let's go on to the Oscars. Yes. Uh, Andrew, why don't you just uh, actually I'll send you the link. Do do do. We'll just run down from top to bottom. There you go. Because Andrew was telling me he hadn't seen any of them because he's a dad and he has. Uh, a human life to ensure its survival while no. Jeff and I on the other hand are enjoying our 30s and fucking off well Jeff you're not 30 yet are you no, I'm not 30 yet but I well, am fucking off you're definitely fucking off yeah all right I'm just I'm now a veteran at fucking off that's really what it is I'm just, <laughs> just trying to let I'm trying to max out my level of fucking off naturally what sorry I, I saw call me by your name nominated for best picture and I was like I forgot that that was on the list oh I mean scream oh yeah so, so 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 best picture uh mm -hmm. call me by your name darkest hour dunkirk get out ladybird phantom thread the post the Shape of Water, and Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri. I just want to start with this, as I was talking to a few people about the Best Picture nominees, and this is the first time I can remember in a long time where there are four movies listed here that I legit hate. Like, yeah. legit, like, really, I hate. And, and chief among them is Call Me By Your Name. Now, like, yeah. I, I, people are like... I've, we've talked about this on the podcast where I have walked out of Avatar. It's the only movie I've walked out of. And if you've listened to the show for any length of time, you know I love ripping on movies. Like, I kind of mm -hmm. love to hate them. But Call Me By Your Name came the closest to me walking out on it. Like, I ran out theater when the final credits ran. I, I just I just booked it. That movie pissed me off so much. The other three that I hated were Three Billboards, Shape of Water, I don't even know why Get Out is mentioned here. I thought that was stupid too. But well, sort of get, I, I I understand why Get Out's on the list. We could talk about that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, there's, there's only like one and three quarters of a movie that I want to see on here split amongst three movies. <laughs> 
Like I want, I want to see Darkest Hour. Eventually, I'll get around to seeing Dunkirk, and I and I kind of want to see the Post because I like, you know, there, there's something about me with like newspaper movies. I don't know. Like I really like Spotlight. I like all the President's Men. You know, I like, yeah, I like that kind of stuff. Yeah. So I don't know. There's something I like about those. But yeah, it's like one and the three quarters, maybe two movies split amongst three movies. I mean, Jeff, is there is nine. there anything here that jumps out that like of nine, right? Uh, that you just makes you want to scream and yell? Call me by your name. <laughs> <laughs> Thank that, God, I'm like, not the only one. It's like, like, no, there's, okay, so like, I, I actually like The Shape of Water, but I don't understand why it was nominated, so I'm not mad about it. It's just one of those things I've just, like, I'm like saying why, but call me by your name. Like, it, it, it's similar in The Shape of Water in that people are acting like it's more than what it actually is. Call me by your name is just a movie about gay Jews, and... Yeah, rich gay Jews in northern Italy just loving life. Yeah, and like... It's it's really uncomfortable because it's like a man in his like like maybe mid thirties like banging a, an underage kid. Yeah, I shouldn't say a kid. It's a teenager, it's a but teenager. It like it's a seventeen year old. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's it's just everything about it felt wrong. It, it's amazing because the theater I saw it in, because I live in a in a uh, a a I guess would say a well known gay neighborhood in, in this area. Mm -hmm. So when I saw it, it was really full. So the audience, I could hear the audience have these like super heavy emotional reactions during the film, and I just wanted the movie to be over. I kept looking at my watch, like, okay, maybe the movie's like only ninety minutes. And it's like, there's no fucking way this movie's two hours. This movie is over two hours. I need to leave. No, it's just you get to you get to watch a guy eat semen off a peach. Great, thanks, movie. <laughs> that absolutely happens. <laughs> like that's a thing that happens in that movie. You were there. And I was, when it if happened, I really felt I, like watching that, I could watch it on YouTube for free. Right. <laughs> like yeah. I audibly out loud just went, oh. oh. <laughs> was, oh my god. I hated every second of that movie because it's it's about I have I have a thing with with movies or in in other cultures where they like sexualize children or under eight or the like teenagers and stuff like that. It really bu bugs me when they do that. And then this movie, which I understand, it's supposed to be a movie about like becoming aware of your sexuality and all of that. That's fine, but like it just went too far. Right, and you know if this were uh. The, the teenager was a girl, and the this would not fly, like, for no. a second. Like, for, there'd be hashtag me too all over this movie. But yeah. because it's a 17-year-old a boy, it's like, oh, this is beautiful, this is beautiful. Just yeah, color, I like, just... Uh... Well, I think that's just uh, like I think that's just because uh, gay men are easier to get along with than gay women. <laughs> probably that's probably true. Yeah, but yeah. I just but not to mention the movie's just freaking boring. Forget it like, is really it. boring, super boring. So I don't I get I I didn't we saw The Shape of Water recently. I didn't care for it at all. I I thought it was a cartoony joke. I don't understand Del Toro's appeal. I never uh, liked it. And yeah. I I basically summarized the movie as Did you see Free Willy? It's kind of like that. If Willy fuck the kid at the end and then turned him into a whale that <laughs> you don't need to see this now and i, I stand behind my what... statement of that might have made for a better ending of free willy you might well, be right. <laughs> i don't I, like... I do not have fond memories of that movie from being a kid i just don't <laughs> i don't remember it but here's the thing i was talking with the shape of water last night with uh with my friend Catherine, and she had just seen it and she hated every second of it oh, and like she's and what she said was, she goes, so like the girl, she gets in the shower, right? That's where the, her and the fish fuck. But like she said, like, why not just show us? Like, <laughs> like if you're going to go that far and show her like masturbating every time she wakes up in the morning, show us. Yeah, like show us her sleeping with the fish. That's what we want to see. And like if you're going to make it to where the fish is a viable sexual option, why not make the fish attractive? Yeah, that was the other thing is i didn't understand their connection it was really weird there's a scene in the movie where she explains it and it doesn't make sense she's yeah. she's telling her friend oh he sees me for who i am and not what i lack like how do you know that it's the creature yeah. from the black lagoon he just yeah. he lives in sewage and eats eggs <laughs> i told 
I told I told my friend it was like a, it's a movie where like social justice warriors were watching uh, Creature of the Black Lagoon and went, why doesn't he get the girl? Exactly. Oh, that's perfect. Yeah. Exactly. What I don't get is just how like reckless some of these characters are. Like he, he like the monster eats some dude's cat when she gets it out of the lab, and the guy is like, nah, I'm over it. It's okay. He ate my well, cat. Well, yeah, because because after it ate the cat. It stung him, and he grew hair, remember? Oh, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. That... It, it, it made Richard Jenkins young and handsome again. Let me tell you, if, if someone eats my cat and then magically says they can, they can make my dick eight inches longer, I'm still shooting you for eating my cat. <laughs> That's really, I'm going to end you. <laughs> you ate my cat. You're done. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't like cats though. But <laughs> yeah, you can you could take what you could do whatever you want to a dog. One time no, I don't, thought don't, I not a dog. dog. No, I tell you, one time I thought I hit a dog with my car, and then I backed uh, up no, and made sure I did. No. That was. <laughs> well, no, the shape um, of water. I I liked it. I did like it. It's just I wish people would stop acting like they're like it's the greatest romance movie ever, and I'm like it, it's a it's a movie about bestiality. It is like it was just creepy. Uh. <sighs> So, what, 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 what's three billboards about? Because I keep hearing like hearing that name and I'm going, I, okay. Jeff, do you want to explain that one? <laughs> like, okay, uh, I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> I fell asleep. Seeing this. Um, I wasn't interested. I like Sam Rockwell. That was all I was going to go see it for. I have no idea. <laughs> okay. okay, I'm gonna jump in here. So yeah. the I, the basic premise is it's kind of like a revenge story without a target. So I thought you were gonna say without uh, revenge. That was hysterical. Yeah, it was Francis McDormand's daughter is is horrifically murdered and raped, and the police have no leads. So in her mind, the way to I I don't know, expedite the case is to rent out three billboards that have not been used in 30 years with the message that says uh, one a mess three messages one on each and one it, says it was like raped while dying raped and while dying still no, uh seven still months no arrest yeah how come sheriff how come sheriff willoughby and she pays like five thousand a month because she wants to call out the sheriff and what i found funny about this movie is that the sheriff played by woody harrelson goes to her immediately as the as is the sheriff trying to re react to a concerned citizen and explains to her in scientific detail while the case has run cold and then her answer is to violate the civil rights of every American. <laughs> it's like, it's like, get a blood sample from everyone and then run it through a database. And it's like, and it's like Woody Hills is like, there's like laws against that. And at yeah. that point, the movie could have ended. And it, then it just keeps going into this like tit for tat one upmanship that doesn't make sense. And you have a hard time sympathizing with Frances McDermott because she just comes off as a bully. Like she just she's just mean to everybody. But the only reason why she's kind of sympathetic is because this writer wrote every other character as a cartoony crazy person. So that yeah, and if, if and I remember no right, and, uh, if I remember right too, I when I woke up, they like they they've got like this DNA sample from a dude, and right. they're like he raped the girl. But then they test it, and it's like not the DNA. Correct. Like there's, yeah. And then it turns out that he so is that, like wasn't even in the country or something. And then they just correct. go, oh well, he must have committed some other rape. Right. Yeah. So let's go kill him. And that's how yeah. the movie ends: is her and Sam Rockwell road tripping it to like Idaho from Missouri to murder this guy. Yeah. Because they think he's committed a crime because Sam Rockwell overheard him in a bar say something sort of like that. I don't. Yeah, it was so like I couldn't get over like like Andrew, you see you're like I'm not interested in this and then it wins a bunch of awards and you're like, "Okay, what is this about?" And then you watch it, you go, "What the fuck is this?" Or you fall asleep like Jeff did, which I think should have been my go-to move because I believe Jeff was more productive sleeping than watching. I was also sleep. on a date. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and say, say, I like look when Sam Rockwell was on the screen. I love him. I do. I'm a big yes. fan of his. I thought he was good, and now he's nominated for was it Best Supporting Actor? Yeah. Right, and he won the Golden Globe. Yeah, and he won the Golden Globe. But all I can think is like I think he gave a better performance in Moon. Oh, I like Moon. Than 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 this than this movie. I personally liked him better in Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. He's fun in that movie. <laughs> he's really fun in that. Movie. Yeah, I couldn't I couldn't get over that one. Now there are a few here that I did sort of enjoy. Well, actually, let's, can we just hit on Get Out? Jeff, why yeah. the fuck is this nominated? Because it's the only movie with a POC. <laughs> <laughs> it's basically that's it here's the thing i like get out i did like it i don't think it was like one of the best movies ever made i 
I actually agree that uh, uh, what's his nuts Jordan Peele should be nominated for directing it, but I did not think. Yeah, I did not think it should be a Best Picture award. What what amazes me. Answer me this, because you might be the the guy who knows this. Uh, When was the last time a movie that came out in the beginning of the year is nominated for an Oscar? Because this movie came out when? January or February of 2017? Yeah, pretty early in the year. Really early. So that's what is is impressive, is it is a Best Picture nominee that came out in the first two months of the year. Yeah, like well before before Oscar season. Well, I mean, like Dunkirk came out in July, which was pretty impressive. But yeah, that's... is there anything you can think of that comes close to this? Not off the t- not that off the top of my head. Like I'm more I'm more impressed that this is a best picture nominee for a first time director. Mm. That's also another very impressive thing about it. Um, but it's, that's happened like, before. There's a well, few. it's happened before, but like I think the last one was like 15 years ago, maybe. I can't even remember which one it was. Okay. But no, like I can't it. Either. it it's, it doesn't happen that often, is my point. And the one that popped to mind first was Citizen Kane. Yeah. That's about it. I'm sure there's others after that. Yeah. Like, and Get Out, like, again, I liked the movie. I thought it was fine, but I don't see why it's a Best Picture nomination outside of the fact that it's the only movie on the list with black people in it. I, I really think that Get Out was a movie that had really good timing. It just hit yeah. a cultural zeitgeist where people just wanted to see this. Even though, take, take a, a, away from the, uh, not to mention the fact the movie doesn't make sense and isn't scary at all. Right. Or it just really, none of it worked for me. It's but, really just it's really just sort of a creative thriller. Yeah, just kind of, I don't know, co- political commentary, light horror, but yeah. I didn't care for it. And, and I was talking to a friend of mine that you could have made an argument that this could have, had a chance to win had not the the high, kind of Harvey Weinstein thing not mm-hmm. happened in October. But I think, again, these are kind of cultural zeitgeist moments. And yeah. I think the, the Me Too movement has kind of pushed down the likelihood of getting of getting a win, at least in this category. Maybe. I, Maybe. Think, Lady, I think Lady Bird will win mostly because of the Me Too movement. And I think Lady Bird's very good. I just... I agree. Yeah, I, I, think, I agree I think, with both those statements. Yeah, I think it's a very, very good. And if it wins, I do think it probably deserves it. But I think it's one of those things where I, I'm iffy on if it does... Uh, like, I'm iffy on its win. It's kind of like, did it win for the right reason? I'll say this much. Sense. Given that there are four movies I sincerely hate, I yeah. will actually be okay with Lady Bird running away with this one. Because like when I walked out of it, I went, okay, it's nice. There's no story, but it's nice. I thought The Edge of 17 was better, but but I'll take Lady Bird. I thought that one was was fine. I, I will say this, the movie that I did enjoy of the group, the one I enjoyed the most and would like to have seen win, would like to have see win is Darkest Hour. I yeah. really did enjoy that one. Um, yeah. I actually liked it better than Dunkirk. What I find funny is you've got two movies about the exact same period of time in history from different perspectives, and I want someone on YouTube to splice these movies together and make the ultimate 1940, May 1940 movie. That'd be pretty sweet. All right, yeah. let's, uh, let, let's go ahead and move on to uh, actor in a leading role. Yeah, other than that, Phantom Thread was fucking weird. Next. <laughs> All right, really so, fucking weird. So, actor in a leading role, uh, I'm going to butcher the fuck out of a couple of these names. Uh, Timothy Chalamet for Call Me By Your Name, Daniel Day-Lewis for Phantom Thread, Daniel Kaluuya for Get Out, Gary Oldman for Darkest Hour, and Denzel Washington for Roman J. Israel Esquire. Which is a terrible name for I, I don't even know what that movie is. I didn't even know that's a thing. Roman J. Israel? Yeah. It's I a friend of mine actually like dragged me out to watch it because he loves Denzel and he's like, You wanna sure. see Roman J. Israel? And at first my answer was no. Why? Yeah. But he's like, Denzel, man, let's watch Denzel. I was like, All right, let's watch Denzel. And to be basically playing a chubby autistic lawyer, but mm-hmm. I actually enjoyed him as a chubby autistic lawyer. Um no. I actually kinda of, I actually have seen all of these. I will say, um, Gary Oldman should run away with this hands down. It's like not even close for me. I think yeah, he prob- probably we- should, but I think the the kid from Call Me By Your Name will probably end up with it. Oh my yeah. god! You're, oh my god! Yeah, I've heard that too. That makes me want to scream. <laughs> so here's, <laughs> well, I mean, here's, it, here's, it goes back to the whole. This Oscar, is my Oscars thought on bullshit it. anyways, but yeah. this this is my thought on it. Uh, I think Daniel Day Lewis is going to win. I haven't seen the Phantom Thread, but he's supposedly retiring from acting after this. 
again. And I feel like, and he has been the academy's like jerk offs, like jerk off circle favorite. <laughs> yeah. Like, so I do think they're probably going to give it to him. Though, if I had my choice, I'd actually give it to Daniel Kaluuya. Like, I, I do, I do think his performance in Get Out was like sincerely really great. Then again, I've been a fan of his since I saw him in that episode of Black Mirror. Mm. So, and he, I thought he was amazing in that episode too. So that dude I, can cry. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I, I, it's hard for me to argue against Jeff's prediction about Daniel Day-Lewis. I, I did see Phantom Thread, and of, of the Oscar movies that Day-Lewis has won, Lincoln, My Left Foot, and I, I think There Will Be Blood, mm -hmm. uh, this is certainly his weakest outing. If if he wins, it'll be the weakest outing he's had. I would, But I would much rather see Gary. I thought, again, I'm super biased. I thought Gary Oldman was great as Churchill. But really, I could be okay with any of these guys so long it's not the kid from Call Me By Your Name. Yeah, I'm with you on that one. Yeah, just don't make it him. Because that was, Andrew's right. The rumors were he was the chief. It was Gary Oldman was on the lead, and then this, but this kid from Call Me By Your Name was like, could be the surprise win. And it's really, for me, anyone but him. Yeah. Okay. Actors in a leading role. We have Sally Hawkins for The Shape of Water, Frances McDormand for Three Billboards Outside of Ebbing, Missouri, Margot Robbie for I, Tanya, uh, Sarasi Ronan for Lady Bird, and Meryl Streep for The Post. Sorsha. Sorsha. That's actually how it's pronounced. Sorsha. It's like Sarsha. Sarsha. Yeah. Sarsha. Oh, Sarsha. Okay, sorry. Sarsha. Yeah. Sarsha. Uh, Dude, I feel like you're, uh, you're going for Margot. I'm absolutely like on the Margot Robbie train. I don't think she's going to come close to winning, but I'm glad she got nominated. Well, I actually want to go to... see I, Tanya because I think Tanya Harding is insane. Hey, I was going to say, <laughs> to be fair, nobody likes Tanya Harding, so this is that's a really hard win for Margot Robbie. Yeah. Uh... Out of all of these, for me, it's an easy Saoirse Ronan. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like that is easy. She, I've all I love her. I think she's a fantastic actress, and like I and her and Lady Bird is really good. Though some of the dialogue in that movie is weird, she's she's fantastic. She is really good. This is her third Oscar nomination because she got nominated for Atonement some years ago, directed by the guy who did Darkest Hour and mm -hmm. uh, Brooklyn two years ago. So she's only twenty three, uh, and I. I think I, I wouldn't mind seeing her win. I have a feeling Francis McDormand's going to run away with this one, and which yeah. will make me sad. And I, but similar, and Meryl Streep has got enough nominations. She doesn't she, need any more. Like, I, feel like, I feel like I feel like. I feel like there needs to come a point in Oscars where someone's been nominated so often that they just don't get nominated anymore. <laughs> yeah, it's like you maxed out. Yeah, yeah well, like you well, you hit the cap, no more. Well, the problem with the Oscars is that instead of doing that, they just it, it, the more you've been nominated, the more you get nominated. That, that's a good way of looking at it. Yeah, like I I can see that. Yeah, I I just I just don't want Sally Hawkins doing. She's she wasn't that good, and she's funny looking, although she's got a really great butt. And she <laughs> fucked the fish. She fucked if, if, if I if I could fuck a fish and win an award, I'd be doing it all the time. Yeah, but I would. I really like I Tanya a lot. It is legit funny, mm -hmm. and it does make Tanya Harding somewhat more of a sympathetic character. And it really kind of shows you kind of the trailer. fucked up circle this girl was running in. Yeah, the, you just, the trailer like, trash she the, lived, grew up and lived around. Yeah, the fact that she achieved what she achieved is really quite remarkable, and shouldn't <laughs> be taken away from her or understated that yeah. she. She really worked her way up to the near pinnacle apex of her uh, field, but god damn, she was surrounded by a bunch of idiots. And you, you do, and she wasn't a winner either. Let's let's not let's not uh, sugarcoat it. She wasn't the brightest bulb in the set, but no, she did have especially afterwards. Talent. Oh yeah, luckily remember that the, remember movie the talks about which remember the, the celebrity boxing? boxing. Yep. Oh yes, I do. Man, she got the fuck beaten out of her. Oh yeah, she was three but, and three. Had, yeah, yeah, that was that was. But I, I my personal favorite was always the interview she did with Bill O'Reilly. <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah, no, she uh they and luckily that movie doesn't shy away from it. They, there's actually yeah. a whole sequence with her as a lady boxer and I'm like I'm glad they did that. Uh but yeah, I, again, I would like to see Margot Robbie. I think it's going to be Francis McDormand. Yeah. Uh, Jeff, did you have a pick? Uh, I'm I'm sticking with Sarsha. All right, let's I think that's a good one. All right. Actor yeah. in a supporting role, Willem Dafoe for The Florida Project. 
Woody Harrelson mm-hmm. for Three Billboards, Richard Jenkins for The Shape of Water, Christopher Plummer for All the Money in the World, and Sam Rockwell for Three Billboards. Uh, what, what the fuck I, movie was I'm, was Willem Dafoe in? Like what? The, uh, the, what is the, that? I don't know. The Florida Project is one of the most depressing movies I've ever seen. Did he go full Dafoe? I missed that one. Uh, no, he's actually well, fuck, like giving he, a no, really no, he, subtle performance. Well, then fuck that. I like, want I want full Dafoe. <laughs> I I want I want you want like. Willem Dafoe is Green Goblin. I want Green Goblin. <laughs> I want um, Boondock Saints. I want uh, Clear and Present Danger Dafoe. <laughs> uh, yeah, the the Floor Project's good. It's just I don't. It, it's a movie that's got like actors that are as young as six in it, and that makes me uncomfortable. Ooh. Yeah, it's like especially it, when you with all the news as of late regarding uh, uh, sexual misconduct in Hollywood. Watching a movie starring a bunch of kids that are really young is uncomfortable. Oh. Yeah. yeah. I, I, when did this come out? In the summer? I, th- I think. I don't remember when it came out. All I know is I, it, it was like $15 for me to go see it. Jesus. Yeah. That's California prices. Yeah, that's 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 what happens when indie movies only show in like a, 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 a movie theater that only shows like one or two movies and both of them are foreign. Oh, God. <laughs> nice. Yeah. No, I, but I, I didn't see this one. I like The Florida Project. I thought Willem Dafoe was fantastic in it. I do not care about anyone else. <laughs> in, in this in this category or that in movie? In this category, I don't right. give a shit about Richard Jenkins. Fuck Richard Jenkins. <laughs> I don't give a shit about Christopher Plummer. Fuck him too. Uh, Sam Rockwell, love him, uh, but I did, I wasn't awake enough to give a good give an opinion on that movie. And uh, Woody Harrelson, I've always not really been a big fan of. But Willem Dafoe, he, I really liked him in the Florida Project, so he's my pick on that one. I I, I feel I, like Christopher Plummer's nomination should be like Christopher Plummer as Kevin Spacey in All the Money in the World. Right. That, yeah. that that amazes me is that he fucking that that Chris the Kevin Spacey shit breaks and Ridley Scott is like oh fuck this and just erased Kevin Spacey from the movie with Christopher Plummer and Christopher Plummer gets all the nominations for eight days of work. I feel like they only did that to rub it in Kevin Spacey's face though. If they did, I'm like, still this cool is what with you that. get for messing with a fourteen year old boy. <laughs> like, I was I'm saying, actually <laughs> cool with that. You know, I was gonna say yeah. though, you know. T- to be, to be fair, like we've we've learned this year how difficult it is to remove stuff from movies, right? I mean, Henry Cavill's mustache, yep. and and I don't know if you guys you guys were aware of this. The entire reason the little fucking porgs are in Star Wars is because there were a shit ton of yeah. puffins floating around, like around the yeah. around the set. And so like they the just puffins didn't like give a fuck that people were shooting there, right? Well, and it was a lot easier to CGI over them than it was to try and remove them. So removing puffins? Kevin, yeah, the the birds, the bird, the bird penguins. I remember them. Yeah. But what what were they covering up? No, the, no, no, the no, no. Puffins. The the, the, the porgs the, the were the little bird creatures in the Last Jedi. Puffin okay. is a type of bird. Yeah, it's that, act- that like oh hangs out okay. The yeah, gotcha. and the, yeah, okay. they just didn't give a fuck that they were shooting a movie. So instead of trying to digitally remove them, it would be more difficult. So they just CGI'd over them and gave us the fucking penguin fuzzy penguin flyer things. Okay, yep. yeah. cool. I like that. Yeah, but so so you know replacing Kevin Spacey with Christopher Paul like that that in and of itself in and of itself should earn like some kind of technical nomination. Uh, see, so I'm gonna see all the money in your in the world this week because it's coming to the base uh mm-hmm. so i'm going to see it for free i'm actually going to see that and greatest showman they're playing together yep so i will see it so i haven't seen it yet because i'm just curious to see how this played how, out how, yeah how it looks so i so i haven't seen all the money in the world yet and i i missed the florida project by a mile i i agree with you know jeff on the richard jenkins fuck him although i do like woody i do think woody harrelson is the best supporting actor of his generation so i would really like him to oh win. yeah i remember when we talked about that talked about <laughs> i will maintain that i think woody harrelson is still the best supporting actor of his generation i got into an argument with another friend because he contends it's gary oldman but gary oldman is nominated for best lead actor so he can suck it so woody harrelson <laughs> my woody harrelson i would like to see win. however traditionally when you have two actors or actresses from the same movie they tend to split the vote right uh a good example from years back is on the waterfront where it was like rob steiger carl malden and lee j cobb were all nominated for best supporting actor and nobody won even though they all deserved it uh 
So I I have a feeling it, it could be Defoe or Plummer. This category is up in the air. This could be a big surprise. Yeah. It could be Richard Jenkins for all we know. <laughs> oh, fuck. Who knows? All right. Actress in a supporting role. We have Mary J. Blige in Mudbound. Allison Janney in I, Tonya, Leslie Manville in Phantom Thread. Laurie Metcalf in Lady Bird. And Octavia, Octavia Spencer in The Shape of Water. Now, th- I mean, there's, uh, there's two actresses in here I, I like in general. But I, I don't... I mean, I'm kind of up in the air on this one. I've only seen two of the movies that these actresses are uh, up for. And uh, I think that maybe they should let uh, Casey... Yeah, Fleck, give it to him. Um. <laughs> <laughs> he's not going to present. He's already said he's no, not. No, yeah, I know he's not. Which I, is super but, smart on his part. No, in truth. Uh, the only person in here was, that was in a movie I really loved and actually really loved her performance was Laurie Metcalf. Right, who we, who those of us who don't recognize the name, she was uh, Aunt Becky and Roseanne, right? Yeah. Yeah, very good in that. Yeah. Uh, me, I really want to give it to Allison Janney. She's been winning the awards uh, leading up to this, all, all the awards leading up to this, and I think it's well-deserved. She's really, really good, and I like her. I've always liked Allison Janney, so I would like to see mm. her win. Uh, Mudbound is on Netflix. I think, right? So just pull that up whenever you want. I haven't seen that one. I've just been watching Power Rangers. <laughs> I do all Goldbergs. The, the Goldbergs love that show. Season hey, I five, hear it's, I hear it's pretty good. Oh, it's really good. This, it got too real recently. It was it was it was like oh my god! I've heard my mom say exactly that. Nice. Right. Uh, I mean, I, Phantom- I really like Allison Jenny, and I also really like Octavia Octavia Spencer. I really liked her last last year in Hidden Figures. And yeah, she, I think and she, she was very she, good. For she was she was nominated for supporting actress in that too. I think back in that one, it was a little more deserved. In this one, I I have. My problem with her performance was it was just written as the stereotypical sassy black chick. And that, that was kind of my my problem with that role. Not her in particular, because I do think she's a very good actress. Just didn't like that character and that role for right. her. Uh, but if I if I had to give it to someone, I would really I would really like to see Allison Janney take that one. She's won a bunch. I it's super deserved and she's really good. Really, really good. Yeah. All right. Animated All right. feature. Okay. Uh so we've got Boss Baby, The Breadwinner, Coco, Ferdinand, and Loving Vincent. Someone explain to me why the let fuck me Boss Baby's in there. I let me be up front. I haven't that seen looks... a single one of these, so I don't fucking know. I haven't either. I do I, not know. I, I, I think this, I mean, the safe money's on Coco because it's a Pixar film. Yeah, and Coco was actually pretty good. I, I mean, that's what I've heard. Um, yeah. Boss Baby just looked fucking stupid. Um, I, I, one, I, why? You know, I, 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 right. Did you I, do this? I have... <laughs> I promise I, I, have, not, I had nothing to do with it. I have stopped seeing the appeal of Alec Baldwin. Like, I like young Alec Baldwin. Like... Yeah, Glengarry Glenn Third, Ross, Alec Baldwin's, uh, you know. I mean that. Daring. I still love Harry. I still love Hunt for Red October. Yeah. But like 30, 30 Rock and and more recent, I just I don't really give a shit about Alec Baldwin anymore. And yeah, at, this like, point, at this point, he's literally playing the same character every time. Yeah, like it's. I just I don't. I saw Boss Baby, and I would rather eat glass <laughs> than think <laughs> about that movie. <laughs> well, there you go. Yeah, I, I agree with Andrew. Coco's Alec Baldwin good. at this point has just become playing the character of Alec Baldwin. That's really what it is. He's playing the parody of himself, and I'm just kind of done with it. I didn't see Loving Vincent, but for you know what that is. I... Breadwinner and Loving Vincent, I've never heard. Oh, wait. Loving Vincent might have been that Vincent Van Gogh movie, uh, right? Yeah, I is think that... it is. Okay. I'm, I'm actually reading things off of the Oscars actual website, and they've got a picture, and it's a, it's a Van Gogh painting, so. Got it. Okay. I'm looking at the Vanity Fair or Variety, and I, so I don't see anything other yeah, than Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at Variety as well. Okay. Yes. Uh, yeah. I'm woefully uh, uninformed on that topic, so I will pass. <laughs> yeah. For me, Coco should get it. Fernand was okay. It's just about a bull that's played by John Cena. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Yeah. But that's it. Coco should take it. Oh wait. On that topic, is John Cena poised to kind of become the next Dwayne Johnson? Is, is I that... hope so. Both of the, I love both of them so much. I'm on board. I really hope that's true. <laughs> they, okay. They're so much fun. I, I want to see a movie with them together. I'll, I'll be honest. I kind of I kind of yes. miss something on the John Cena train. There. I don't dislike him. I just don't understand why everybody started going real crazy for him. You're a monster. Yeah. And <laughs> uh, here's the thing. Here, here's the thing. Jeff, do you I have think... a point? Or are you just making statements? He's making statements. Why are you making statements? I think I think the whole thing with the John Cena is one uh, you have to be kind of into wrestling, which I'm I'm starting my foray into. Two, yeah, I'm a big meme, wrestling fan. The meme had a lot to do with it. The the John Cena meme. 
Which, uh, which again, which is one I just never understood. If three, John Cena is a really decent dude. Like he yeah. is a genuinely good man. He has like the record for most Make a Wish Foundation wish fulfillments by a mile, and he's still doing it. Yeah. And okay. four on screen, he's legit good. That's yeah, the he's thing. Really funny. That's he's legit good. Like he was great in Trainwreck. I know no mm. one saw the wall. I did. You did. And, okay. Uh, I can tell um, you something. Can I, 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 I have a rant for that, but I can't go on it because it's a different topic. But The Wall is one of the best movies that is ruined by its ending. Oh, okay. Uh, interesting. Yeah. But And I will say, he's got this upcoming movie where he plays like a dad uh, to spoil his daughter's prom night. And just from the trailer, yeah. I like I like what he's doing. So butt I, chugging and all that. He's doing a bunch of weird shit. <laughs> and it's John Cena. So I got to give the guy some credit. That, that, that Those are my four reasons why I think he's catching on and at least why I like them. Yeah, okay. I really enjoy All right, so now, now that we're now that we're kind of getting into some of the more technical stuff we're going to skip a few categories here because some of them nobody gives a fuck about mm-hmm. um we just go to director did we skip director <laughs> no nah, director's coming up we, we okay. can we can jump to director but i was gonna go cinematography mm-hmm. let's do director then cinematography okay director directing dunkirk christopher nolan get out jordan peele ladyberg greta gerwing phantom thread paul thomas anderson and the shape of water guillermo del toro uh <laughs> i God, think i think jordan peele might walk away with it i would would want Chris Nolan to take it, but my I my my list of snubs is actually for uh, on director. Like I have, but like there's one director who I think got like gypped out of it. Who's that? That would be uh uh what's his name Villeneuve. Uh, Blade Runner 2049. Mm. Yeah. So I'm a, I, I, I do like that director, Villeneuve. Um, yeah. I didn't like Blade Runner 2049. However, I will say it is gorgeous. It's yeah, a it's a beautiful fucking film. Yeah, it and really he was the most aesthetically pleasing film of the year. Yeah. wasn't a fan of the film itself, but the, he is. I like his work. I mean, even like I'll say this about a director who's not nominated. His last two movies, Arrival and Blade Runner 2049, didn't care for either of them, but loved the look. Yeah. Both films loved the look. And I think Sicario is my favorite movie of the decade but yes sicario is amazing oh uh, but i will say of this category of this group i would like to see nolan win it because again even though i wasn't a big fan of dunkirk it didn't mm-hmm. it didn't it didn't push the right buttons for me that say darkest hour did um it is beautiful it is just i do like nolan's eye no, and, yeah, and so he's nolan got a great aesthetic really yeah. does uh i i don't see jordan peele walking away with this one i have to disagree with jeff i didn't find uh get out particularly visually interesting i think mm-hmm. if anything he runs away with a with a screenplay win but not mm-hmm. director uh paul thomas anderson for phantom thread eh, i found it really uh st- what's the word play like stagey it was not not much in the way there for me right uh, and again if shape of water wins i'm just going to scream which i think it will because everyone loves del toro i don't know why well, I, I I I'm a fan of his, but I'm I'm I concede that like the Shape of Water is just I, even though I liked it, it's weird. <laughs> it's weird. I just so yeah. I, I would like to see Nolan. I think Del Toro will win it. Maybe Greta Gerwig pulls off the upset, but that's that's what I'm looking at. Mm-hmm. All right, cinematography: Blade Runner 2049, Darkest Hour, Dunkirk, Mudbound, and The Shape of Water. You could have just stopped Ooh, at Blade Runner 2049 for me. Yeah, I was about to say <laughs> that, that movie. The yeah, movie's I mean, gorgeous. I, I, yeah, that's, it's, that's it's almost like got. the way you read that is a rank. <laughs> that's really how I felt about it. It's like, yeah, 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 okay. Mm, like, but yeah, I agree with Jeff. Blade Runner 29, I do enjoy the cinematography of Darkest Hour. I think it's actually fairly underrated. Mm-hmm. It, it's not talked about, but I think the composition to a lot of those shots, particularly the sequence at Calais, when the British garrison learns they're not going to get um, support for withdrawal is a real, it's a real, a scene you really have to watch to, to, yeah. to, to really, it's really fantastic. Again, Dunkirk's beautiful, but I agree with Jeff. Blade Runner 249 should run away with this one hands down. Yeah. All right. Does anyone care about costume design? Oh, if Rich were here, he would, but I don't. Rich isn't here. Does Rich have a phone anymore? He does now have a phone. Are we, have we verified that? Yes. Okay. But it might not be on anymore. Right. That, that was my point. Talk- okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, he does have a phone, but it, but when he talks to me on Facebook, that usually means his phone is turned off. And he okay. spoke to me on Facebook like 
Friday. So yeah, maybe not. All right. So nobody cares about costume design, uh, feature or short water. feature or short documentaries. Or fan- I don't. I don't see any of those. Who who does yeah, shorts? <laughs> Jeff, do you do shorts? Who the hmm. fuck does shorts? I do like the or type of shorts that I watch are just like the like uh, like super cheap horror film shorts. Right. Like, and that's really it. Uh, I'm not. I'm not big. Every time I see a lot of these short films I, that are nominated, I'm always like, well, how can I see them? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I they're like. Know. They're like. I, I don't. I don't frequent film circuits like like uh, film uh, film shows. So like, how am I supposed to see this? I would really like studios to start putting them in front of features the way Pixar does. I would like to see that. Yeah. I, I don't I know agree, if that's a I, I agree business with that. model, but I really like to see that happen. Yeah, it could be interesting. Uh, yeah. Anyone care about film editing? No. Other, uh, other than I think no. Baby Driver is nominated for that. I was kind of you know. I will say this: having seen Baby Driver and being a little disappointed in it, it probably should win that of that group. It's it's Baby Driver, Dunkirk, I Tiny Shape of Water. I I would give it. I would like to see Baby Driver come away with that. Okay. Yeah, I can agree with that. Baby Driver. Is really well put together. Uh, nobody cares about foreign language, makeup and hairstyling. I'll say this, but hold on. I did, I did have something on foreign language. I, I, I don't care. Nope, 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 nope. No, no, this is this <laughs> going, going, going. So, so here's the thing. I haven't seen any of these, but the theater I go to locally plays the trailers for A Fantastic Woman and Loveless in front of every freaking... I've seen those trailers seven times, each of them. So right. I will pick my movie based on the trailer, and I think it will be Fantastic Woman. That's just, I'm just going, just based on the trailers alone, Fantastic Woman. And I I will side with Loveless, despite having never seen any of them, only because it's Russian. <laughs> okay. Uh, makeup and hairstyling, don't care. Phantom Thread, doesn't matter. Music, original score. Oh, it's not even nominated. Dark Star, okay. The only one I'm, su- oh. I'm surprised on that one, I I like Star Wars, but I don't give, I, I no longer give a fuck about John Williams, so why the why is he nominated? That that score wasn't at all noteworthy. It's all right. Here's another Star Wars movie. Yeah, I actually like The Last Jedi, and I don't I don't remember any of the music from it. Nope, neither do I. Yeah. I will say this: uh, I did. So none of these movies had a score where I went, "Oh, I enjoy this," except for Phantom Thread. It had this mm. like really creepy kind of solo piano score to it, and a lot of it was like um, some of it was like. De- uh, Boise and all that other stuff. Mm-hmm. I did enjoy the music to Phantom Thread. I did uh, that. That thought consciously entered my head while watching it. So, but that's the only one of the the ones you mentioned where I thought that. Mm-hmm. Or the others, I was like, they had music. What was it? <laughs> yeah, uh, music, original song. The only one. This is Greatest Showman's only nomination. I know that like the, This is me is the the big the big song coming out of out of the movie it's not my not even my favorite number from that movie so i'm glad to see showman get nominated but uh, this is kind of a crapshoot to me i don't know any of these so i'm gonna go yeah. with you I, i'm gonna go with because uh, i know greatest showman's soundtrack is doing exceptionally well and the movie itself is setting all kind of records as the movie that stays in fourth place forever yeah i, mean, it's, <laughs> it's, I, I looked this morning it still pulled in nine million this weekend some in fourth place right uh somewhere around there yeah yeah i'm certain it's fourth place amazing <laughs> Uh, I don't, I don't know about this one. I didn't see The Greatest Showman. Uh, I didn't care to. Uh, I love Hugh Jackman. I think he's the greatest Australian. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'm gonna have to say Coco because it's really the only one that I can. Re- I, I don't even remember the mystery of love from Call Me by Your Name. Oh God, I don't know. Neither do I. Yeah. So yeah, it's gonna have to just be Remember Me from Coco, which did make me cry. So mm. that's good. Uh, production design. Anyone care? I don't even know what production design uh, Bla- is. Just totally Blade Runner 2049. Okay. If, it's nomina- <laughs> okay. if it's nominated, like it's probably Blade Runner. <laughs> uh, short films, we already talked, we don't give a flying fuck. Can someone explain to me the difference between sound editing and sound mixing? Uh, this is like the fourth no. year I've done an Oscar podcast. No. I still don't understand what the difference is. But literally, <laughs> literally the nominations are identical. Yeah, it's the same oh, five God. movies lo- like nominated for both. I, I don't, what the <laughs> yeah. fuck? Yeah, and like Baby Driver adds three people to the list. Right. You, yeah, like it goes sound editing, Jillian Slater, sound mixing. Jillian Slater's there, but she brought two other fucks with her. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, I don't know, dude. Uh, I think I, I think sound mixing might be like fully shit, and sound editing just might be like actually editing sound into it. Okay. I could be wrong on that, but I think that's what it is. I'm kind of like Jeff. In a lot of the technical categories, if dunk, if uh, if Darkest Hour isn't part of the group, I'll go with Blade Runner. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, again, Star Wars. Just, again, I liked it. There was nothing I think impressive or award worthy of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We didn't even get the Tie Fighter sound, did we? In that one yeah we did towards the beginning you were probably you were probably sleeping it's fine i still like my my, i have a theory about the tie fighter sound and it's really just the pilot screaming as it's flying by (laughs) dog if you go on youtube it's a dog really dogs dog sounds like tie fighter it will make your day if you punch a dog it sounds like a tie fighter (laughs) no 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 punching Dog sounds like Tie Fighter. Oh, I got you. All right. All right. V- visual effects. This this one's actually a decent. Blade Runner, Guardians of the Galaxy Two, Kong Skull Island, Star Wars, and Planet uh, War for the Planet of the Apes. I I, I again I want to say Blade Runner twenty forty nine, but I do actually think it's a toss up between War of the Planet of the Apes and Blade Runner twenty forty nine. Yeah. So I hadn't I did not get a chance uh, to see War for the Planet. I'm just gonna call it Planet of the Apes because I can't. That just that name isn't gonna work in my brain. Oh um, yeah, it's a terrible name. Yeah, it is. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why they went with this nomenclature but it needs to stop <laughs> well because it's the nomenclature from the old the old run of films yeah but i don't remember any of the old movies being the war for the planet of the apes battle battle for the planet of the apes yeah and there was a whole bunch of, oh yeah. yeah there was yeah, a ton of that crap um yeah. and kong skull island was weird but okay it was but i like i'm sorry i really did like kong skull island and i did think it looked good i i, I think I, it was fun i don't think it looked all that great guardians was middle of the road star wars is middle of the road um, blade runner is fucking beautiful though I mean, Blade Runner, it's just, it's stunning. Yeah, it really and, is. Like, and Joseph's say, d- description of it was, like, what was it? Uh, it was oh. like watching a whale give birth to a stillborn. <laughs> yeah, they watched, like, a nature video where a beautiful whale gives birth to a still... Three hours of giving birth to a stillborn. That's <laughs> <laughs> When I say Planet of the Apes, you didn't see it, but the trailer... It looks really good. It it uh, well. Uh, here's the thing: those Planet of the Apes, mo- the Planet of the Ape movies, are actually really good. And I'm surprised that like not a lot of people talk about them as much. But like the special effects, in, even in the last one, were really like uh, amazing. And on this one, it's even better. Those Planet of the Apes movies are real sleeper hits, aren't they? Yeah, they're like really pr- like really good. Mm. Yeah, yeah. All right, we're on to our last two categories here: adapted screenplay. So, call me by your name. Disaster Artist, Logan, Molly's Game, and Mudbound. This is the only nomination for Disaster Artist, and it's also mm. the only nomination for Logan. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I have to disagree with Jeff. I really did enjoy the Disaster Artist. I just had fun with it. Mm-hmm. However, I do think what Jeff said about it is not wrong. I just didn't <laughs> dislike it for those reasons. Sure. Um, I would like to see that one win. I just, again, anyone but call me by your name. Or, uh, I, you know what? Fuck it. If Logan wins, I will be really happy. Yeah, I, I was gonna, I was gonna enjoyed, agree with that one. But I have a question for Andrew on this one. This one weirded me out. They, for Logan, they didn't directly adapt a old man Logan story, did they? Or did they just take the premise of an of an old man Logan and write an original story? Well, they, they basically, I think it's more the premise ba- of old man Logan. They, yeah, they basically okay. just took the premise of old man Logan and then adapted it as they saw fit. So they didn't actually adapt a plot or a story from yeah, old man. Yeah, I, th- I think I think the reason why it's within the list is it's an adaption of a comic character. So it's like it's Got like it. if you That's made like- a, if you made like a Sherlock Holmes movie, but it didn't have any of the original Sherlock Holmes stories, it would still, it would be, still adapted. be an adapted screenplay. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Okay, uh, that weirded me out. That's why I wanted to ask you guys that one. But I would, yeah, I'd, and, listen, I'd like to see Disaster Artist. If if Logan wins, I'll be happy. I will even go with fucking Molly's Game Don't before I go with... Don't you fucking say anything about that. Molly's Game should be burned <laughs> in the fire. <laughs> but it's better than Call Me By Your Name. Yeah, it is better than Call Me By Your Name. Because <laughs> I actually liked Molly's Game for like 45 minutes. <laughs> That's good Chastain, man. Uh, and our last category is original screenplay, The Big Sick, Get Out, Lady Bird, Shape of Water, and Three Billboards. Uh, I think Lady Bird's going to take it. Mm. Uh, I think it's 
I think the big sick being nominated is cool because I do think that movie was written very well. But yeah, it doesn't fucking stand a chance against Lady Bird. So I, I'm going to part with Jeff a little bit here. I think it's a really a toss up between Get Out and Three Billboards. I think Get Out's going to walk away with an award tonight. Uh, I think it'll be, like I said earlier, I think it'll be screenplay. But the the, the roadblock is three billboards. Uh, just based on the, the stuff, the chatter I've seen about it, and the fact that I think it's already won a couple best screenplay uh, awards. I believe, I'm almost certain it won the Golden Globe for best screenplay. I, and I'm certain it's won a few others that I can't remember. So I, I think it'll be three billboards of the group. I would say I'd like to see Lady Bird win it. I think Jeff is right. I just don't think it will. I think Jeff is right. It deserves it. I don't think it will. I think it's a toss-up between billboards and get out. Okay. All right, so yeah. let, let's talk some snubs. Oh, yes. Let's do that. All right. Let me get my list. Do, 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 do. Well, so... so let me send that. So, so I mean, I'll open it up with, with Wonder Woman. I mean, there are categories Wonder Woman could have been nominated in. I'm not I'm not talking, you know, like lead actress, but... Like visual, technical categories? Yeah, visual effects, yeah. sound mixing. I mean, you know... I could see it in, replace, like, sound mixing. I mean, replace Star Wars with, with Wonder Woman, because I think Star Wars probably... Or Wonder Woman is, was probably better in in most regards than star wars was i Mm. I mean even even i think at least some argument can be made for directing with some of the you know some of the films that are in there i don't think it would win directing Mm. but i think you know i i disagree (laughs) i don't think wonder woman should be in directing at all i it could mostly it's it's like while I do enjoy Wonder Woman a lot and I did like it, I don't see anything that really stands out from a director level. Like everything's just kind of, to me, it just looked like a normal movie. There wasn't anything to, to grab me. I'm going to split the difference between the two of you. Um, I wasn't the hugest fan of Wonder Woman, but I I, I thought it, well, I, I said it, it did silly well was the way I described it. However, I could, I could trade Wonder Woman's director for Jordan Peele and be comfortable, to be totally honest. I, I really could i could looking at the list of directors uh jordan peele to me as much as i like him and i really did like key and peele and i and i do think he wrote a very clever script when you kind of dissect it mm-hmm. even though I, again i didn't buy the premise i do think he is clever a clever writer uh for director i could swap him out for wonder woman and i and i i could i, I won't be offended by that and I, and I would say for directing my argument would be that it is the least Zack snydery of all of the dc films so she definitely did something different with it than compared to you know Know, yeah, films. but we've only had we've had three Zack Snyder movies and just one other person movie. Well, now two, right? Suicide Squad and this one. Oh yeah, Wonder Woman. But David Ayer sucks. Well, David Ayer sucks, and, it's, <laughs> and it still felt super Zack Snydery. I, it, uh, it didn't feel Zack Snyder to me. It felt David Ayery to me. <laughs> Bad. I will say this yeah. on the topic of Wonder Woman. Uh, Gal Gadot is is mentioned, and I love her. Don't get me wrong. I really love her. I think she's a great Wonder Woman. I think she was yeah, in all three outings as Wonder Woman. I really liked her. I don't know if she deserves a nomination, mm-hmm. but she does deserve my love. No, I don't think so. so. But yeah, I, I'll agree with you on that. Yeah. She's just a What'd big, she's just big, tall Jewish Wonder. Wonder Woman. Oh, I love it. Big, beautiful Amazon all yeah. day. She's gorgeous. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. But yeah, but yeah, I don't, I don't see uh, like, like I, I could agree. I'll agree that like wherever the Star Wars, the Last Jedi is nominated, you could just take it out, put Wonder Woman, and it's fine. Sure. I mean, it would, like, it would, any any of those kind of technical change. categories, or like you know, original yeah. score or something, you know, not that those categories don't matter. I mean, they kind of don't. But aside from <laughs> that, like you know, I, I think Wonder Woman was probably more interesting in any of those categories than Star Wars was. But because, yeah, well, it's, just, because it's got Star Wars tacked onto the front of it, you know, they've got to put it in for something. Well, like to me, I feel like this, uh, like the Wonder Woman thing is supposedly the biggest controversy about it. But I think that a lot of people don't realize there is a distinction to be made between like a movie that's just good. Like Jurassic Park is a great movie. Just great. It's evergreen. It'll be great 20 years from now. Mm-hmm. But it didn't win a Best Picture nomination. I don't even think it was nominated for Best Picture. No. Like it, even if you enjoy something, it doesn't mean that it could like be dropped into like some of these higher categories of op- Oscar winning. No, I, I so rare, agree with that. The rare exception yeah. would be Return of the King, right? That would be the rare, rare exception. Yeah, that's yes. like a really rare ex- exception. I wonder how much time Peter point. Jackson spent on his knees for that one. <laughs> but to your point, like uh, Jurassic Park came out in 1993. That movie is instantaneously recognizable. You'd have to strain to tell me what the best Oscar winner of 1993 was. 
Yeah. Was it? I don't know. It might have been Mitt Dance's. Actually, I don't have to strain. I have a laptop. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but that's the point. Off the top of your head, it takes a second. You got to ask sure, Mr. Yeah. Google. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Is it? Is it Dance's with Wolves? What was it? I know. I'm curious. Look it up real quick. All right, I'm looking at uh, yeah, best picture, awesome. Unforgiven. Fuck. Okay, and I like Unforgiven a lot. <laughs> now I feel yeah. like shit. At shit. And, <laughs> yeah. And, and I really <laughs> love Unforgiven. Fuck and, me. <laughs> oh yeah, Marissa one for my cousin Vinny. Awesome. Oh yeah, that was something. '93 was a good year. Yeah, it was. Oh, my cousin is such a good movie too. Yeah, but I, like mostly for for me, like the personal snubs. What was that movie with uh, Jeremy Renner and uh, Elizabeth Olsen? Uh. Uh, I don't know. It's like uh, something river, something. Hold on, give me a second. I'm I'm an idiot. I didn't I, write I know it. I what you're talking about. Although I'm sitting here, like you mentioned, those in like Avengers. Question mark. <laughs> <laughs> Wind River. I don't know that one. Didn't see it. Wind River was is sort of a uh, it's a, it's basically like a murder mystery that starts off like any other like SVU type show where the FBI is like coming to investigate the murder of somebody within an area because they found a dead body. But it's like all mm -hmm. takes place on a Native American reserve. Oh, okay. And it's actually like it's it's uh, like it is really good. I was, th I was talking with someone about it last night, and I and they were right. Like it's a very very good movie. I do feel like twenty minutes of it is missing, but mm. like it is a fantastic movie. Jeremy Renner gives a performance I haven't seen out of him ever, mm. and like uh, and Elizabeth Olsen is fine because she's adorable and she could yeah. be terrible if she wants. Uh, Elizabeth Olsen is slowly growing on me. Like I I've seen her in a bunch of stuff now. We just watched her in Ingrid goes west mm -hmm. and I just I just like her. I just she's she's grown on me. So everything yeah. from Avengers through Godzilla to to Ingrid, I'm like I, I just like looking at her. I think she's fun to watch. I think she's good. Yeah. What are the other snubs? Is <sighs> I mean, is Spielberg a snub? No. I, no. Spielberg's okay, see, fine. I, I, yeah, I, I agree. I agree. Because last time Spielberg got a nomination was for Bridge of Spies, and I was so confused by that. And again, having not seen Post, I'm kind of okay with him not being nominated for the Post. Just because I didn't think I, I didn't think he deserved it for Bridge of Spies. I really didn't. I know a lot of people did. I know I'm, uh, that's a controversial thing, but I thought Bridge of Spies, he got nominated for being Spielberg, and this time around, we got over that now, that's a good thing yeah here's here's my thing with uh with spielberg um and at least at least with the post the only reason i didn't go to see the post is because when i watched the trailer and i heard tom hanks talk all i could think was oh that's that's what you're gonna do in this movie uh, okay <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and I don't know what it is, but like I'm tired of Steven Spielberg and Tom Hanks together. Yes, I'm tired of it. Yeah, I don't. I don't care. I just. I don't. I watched the. I watched the. Uh, the Bridge of Spies, and I. It was just bad. Like it's yep. just. Bo just so boring. Well, I mean, Spielberg's yep. just kind Sorry, of like Rich, plateaued for a while now. Like he's just not going anywhere. Well, it's like I'm I really, really excited about Ready Player One. Like I am excited about it. Look, I, but I, I am too, but I agree with Andrew. I, I want Spielberg to do to be the great Spielberg I remember. And yeah. Indiana Jones and Jurassic Park and E.T. and all these mind-blowing films from when we were, like, kids and yeah, older. He's, he's the man who invented the blockbuster. Right. I mean, just brilliant i mean jaws just still brilliant like you to address these movies that what would how did jeff describe evergreen i mean jaws yeah, i still always love i i think that god i wanted bfg to be good i was really rooting for him it's not mm. it's really not and i ready player one's coming out next this year right this year i think so yeah yeah and I I, so. I I i'm rooting for it i really am but i think andrew and i have talked about this before we have reservations because we're just spielberg isn't the sure thing mm -hmm. he was no. And it's, I'm sad about that. Like, I legit lament that. Yeah. Uh, speaking of the post, Tom Hanks, I mean, we kind of touched on it. I think Jeff summed it up perfectly. <laughs> you see the trailer and go, oh, he's doing that. Yeah, okay. it's you're just like, is that, is, are you going to be doing that the whole time? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah never dark. mind then. I'm, I'm yeah. fine. <laughs> what about, see, I haven't seen All the Money in the World, but I really do like Michelle Williams. What do we, is that kind of a snub? Or do you think it was just a crowded field for best leading? I, uh, I think that possibly uh, Ridley Scott might need to retire. And... <laughs> 
I, I didn't I haven't seen all the money in the world. I'll admit that. But I, I think whenever Ridley Scott does a movie, especially as of late, there's a good chance most of the people aren't getting in on it. Mm. Like and I, I don't I, I agree with you. I really like Michelle Williams. I think she's beautiful. I think she's a great actress. But I don't I, I don't think of it as a snub. As mm. soon as like you if, if you could just say, like, have you seen Michelle Williams new movie and then never tell me Ridley Scott was in it? Then, yeah, I'd probably be with you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I again it's funny we're talking about ridley scott because we were talking about blade runner and and obviously ridley scott has a huge impact on the cultural zeitgeist early in his career and i kind of feel the same way about ridley scott i feel about spielberg except for i don't find myself rooting for him (laughs) the way i'm rooting for spielberg like i've just well it's like i I, I keep (laughs) the whole thing with blade runner 2049 that i kept telling everyone i i was glad it bombed because they made a good sequel to blade runner and that's all i wanted so i don't want another sequel they did fine don't make any more thank god it bombed but there'll be another in 30 years trust me yeah like yeah don't make another in 30 years but like ridley scott said like uh why did the movie not do so well and he said oh i think it was like 20 minutes too long and it was boring and i was like (laughs) blade runner's boring (laughs) (laughs) weird like those they're both boring movies and because that's what they are that's blade runner you made it don't act like that's their fault <laughs> fuck he pisses me off sorry <laughs> no it's fine just, yeah <laughs> Uh, and then I guess the last one really to worry with mentioning is James Franco. We we all have strong opinions about James Franco. Eat a dick. Yeah, he's he's. I uh, I just I I don't even think he's a good actor. Right. <laughs> Here, here's my, here's my problem. People fawn over him, and I start getting queasy. <laughs> this is my oh. thing with this is my thing with why I don't think Disaster Artist is a snub. Okay. Okay. Especially for him as like best lead actor or whatever. You could just take him out and put the real Tommy Wiseau in. It and it would have been the same performance. I but come on, I feel like directing Tommy Wiseau is like directing a cat. You 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 have to do right, it. So it would have gotten a, it would have gotten a best director nomination than an addition. So <laughs> <laughs> let, me, let me try and defend Disaster Artist for one second because I, I had said this before on the podcast and I will stand by. It. I I am not a huge fan of James Franco. Just understand this. Um, and on this podcast, we make no bones about who we hate. It's just obvious, like, I hate Del Toro and Tom Hiddleston. Andrew despises Timothy Oliphant and James Franco. Like, we all have our list of people who we want to take out. But I did feel that, at least in this performance, Franco did a character that you could easily parody and make fun of and seen as silly and and handled it with with care and seriousness so that when I was watching it, I I was not, I didn't feel like I was watching either a hit piece or a, or a farce or anything like that. I was watching a kind of a legit story. That would be my one thing I would say about Disaster Artist. Yeah, I'd like my my mine is that uh, it didn't. I disagree with you that it it kind of was it it. I know it didn't it didn't seem like a hit piece, but there was no sympathy for Tom for Tommy Wiseau in it. It seemed to play him off as a joke. Oh, okay. And, you, you really think so? Yeah, I do think. I don't think it was a hit piece, though. I do think it was done out of like love for him. Right. Well, it it, it was definitely out of uh, an honest, earnest appreciation. But like, especially if you've read the book, The Disaster Artist, it, the mm-hmm. book it, it makes him very sympathetic and very interesting. But in the movie, it was just kind of like a look at how quirky and weird he is. Mm. Like, and I don't, I don't like that. I, I, I like, I it, the the dude is a fascinating person who tries to convince everyone he's from New Orleans. <laughs> like, like he's uh, honestly he's from Belgium. We like he has to be. Like, I thought he was he, Polish. May I think he's from Belgium because he okay. sounds like Jean Claude Van Damme and Jean Claude <laughs> and like in Bloodsport, Jean Claude Van Damme was a Belgian dude. No, sorry, he was a French Canadian in New or New Orleans. So that's where I'm thinking he gets it from. Hmm. I mean, I I, I want to see the Disaster Artist. I just yeah, fuck you. I Frank. actually fuck you, Franco. I'll be I'll actually be like the 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 opposite end of that because like well you know uh, like Joseph obviously is in the middle and you hate him. I actually really like him. Well, Jeff, it was nice knowing you. <laughs> <laughs> no, I do actually really like I like him as an actor. I do agree he's pretentious as hell sometimes. Oh, God, yes. Yeah, it's, that's true. Like, there were times where he's like, I did this thing as a joke, and it was a documentary about me being in a documentary about me acting in a thing. And you're just like, just die. <laughs> but I like yeah I I don't think the disaster artist is being snubbed I just even, I just but don't... even after Franco wins the Golden Globe you don't see that as a snub 
just just in uh, kind of from a visual perspective from a no, uh, because i think both of those awards are stupid okay fair enough okay you definitely <laughs> that one. okay i like the baftas <laughs> but, but yeah I can't, like i don't think I, that's that's my opinion i just don't think it's i don't think it's a snub i think it's fine nice i all think right. that by i do think by putting a boss baby in animated feature you've made all the other movies in that category a snub <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah I, I think that i can't think of anything else i want to no, mention I think that, that, that pretty well covers, covers well like the Oscars, in, yeah so. in truth in truth it was the thing i was telling my friend when they like last year in all honesty was not a good year for movies no no uh, i agree yeah, uh, oh was... actually there is one thing i do want to bring up because uh, and it sort of relates to the james franco thing uh i was talking to my friend rich and he was saying you know aside from the you know scandal that broke on franco like the day after he wins the golden globes uh he's his basic point was the the academy is not nominating a tommy wissau impersonation and i have said for years they need a separate category for impersonations because for Christ's sake Gary Oldman is about to win an Oscar for an impersonation they mm -hmm. love giving Oscars to people who do impersonations yeah, uh, who pretend to be other people yeah and like I remember years ago when Million Dollar Baby came out I said Eastwood should have won on it on principle because he was the only guy in that category not doing an impersonation and that's this kind of slightly related that was just kind of my last comment on on this I, I think the impersonation stuff either really has to stop or we need to find a way to make another category okay to, to oh that. oh i there is a there i did have one other snub what's that uh my friend Dahmer. oh shit i forgot about that yeah my my friend uh, my friend Dahmer w uh, was really really fascinating. I didn't see it, but I read the book, the comic book. Yeah, I really liked the comic book. I I, ha I, ha I really should see that. Yeah, the movie's really good. The, the the kid Ross Lynch who plays Jeffrey Dahmer is fantastic and. Like mm. he should, it deserves some sort of recognition because he was like a yeah, Disney Channel. He was a kid. Disney Channel kid. Yeah. And like now he's playing Jeffrey Dahmer who rapes, cannibalizes, and has sex with dead bodies. Like. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. I'll say this. I mean, really, anyone you could swap, you could really swap anyone for anything. Call me by your name is nominated for, and and I would consider that a, a snub. <laughs> yeah, I, I'll so. agree. <laughs> All right, folks, if you like what we do, make sure you head over to thereforegeek.com. Check out our blog posts on our podcasts. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And you can find this podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, YouTube, and Stitcher. <laughs> so once again, I'm Andrew. I'm Duder. And I'm Jeff. And you've been listening to Therefore I Geek.